0: Very well welcome to the Match Play Daily. This is Online Darts' brand new show looking back on all of the action from the Betfred World Match Play as it happens. Jonathan and Jack Gobby-Garwood alongside you to look back on. An exciting day one, Gob. It was a real interesting night. No one really knew what was going to happen. No one really knew what we were going to look like. But it actually turned out to be a really good opening night. And the way the PDC put it on was absolutely superb
2: yet once again uh, i think they've been the leaders throughout this entire lockdown of, of getting live sports and events in some fashion back on our screens they they were innovative uh with the uh, home series they they pulled off the summer series and and now they've made the production that looked just as good as as a normal event for a behind closed doors match play it's fantastic from them fantastic from sky um, and it was really good to have it back on our screens.
0: Did you Did you ever feel like... Uh, I, I was a bit worried, I'll be honest with you, ready for this for tonight. I was thinking, oh Christ, it's going to look a bit weird. It's going to sound a bit weird. But be honest with you it sounded like there was an actual crowd in there was some obviously crowd noises that they didn't get right but obviously that's what's going to happen you know we've yeah. seen that from live sport in general and it really just felt and looked like even though we weren't obviously in the empress ballroom and that glamorous setting that we have for that for the famous old tournament it felt like a big time darts event as it should be for the second biggest tournament of the sport
2: yeah definitely i mean i think the lights and everything behind it the wall um and all the screen and everything scrolling There's definitely some things and elements from this production that I'd be looking to put into big major events. Yes, having the crowd there is fantastic and it makes for a great atmosphere, great environment, and you get the variety of songs and chants and you get people cheering for specific people. But actually, there have been elements of this that you're looking at going, I want that, when they go back to normality. Why not?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It was was a really good night, a really good, enjoyable experience. And I think that Sky and the BBC deserve a whole lot of credit for the way they've done just that. Don't forget that Phil Basel will be joining us a little bit later. Obviously, he is in the bubble in Milton Keynes. He's been getting all the interviews for us tonight. Uh, We will uh, speak to him in just a little bit. Make sure, of course, that you're subscribed to us on YouTube right now. If you watch this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to us uh, online darts if you haven't already done so. We'd love it if you did, so make sure you don't miss a video that we do throughout the entire match play. And if you can't watch the whole video right now, of course, you can subscribe to us on Spotify and Google Podcasts as well. Uh, you can do that right now uh, by uh, just searching us online darts lounge is what you need to search for we are trying to get ourselves an apple but uh, they are being a bit of a difficult one but we are trying our best at the moment so stay with us on that i think uh, the best thing to do is to go through the night in chronological order. It's probably the easiest yeah. way to do it, so let's just do that. And we kick off with a game that we weren't particularly enthralled about, let's be honest with ourselves on the preview show, but Simon Whitlock looked a million dollars, to be fair to him, in that game against Ryan Joyce, in aspects of it, certainly. I thought that he came into the game really well, started the game really well, with a 3-0 lead on the ball, with an 84-checkout. Joyce got it back to 3-2. A really, really good checkout as well there um, in the way, so a 108 checkout to get his first leg on the board and then make it a 3-2 game. But Whitlock, I think the damage was done in that middle session, a 4-1 win for the Wizards in that zero session, and I just think that Joyce just couldn't quite live with him uh, throughout that game.
2: Yeah, I think Whitlock did what we weren't expecting. He, he went out, he got out the blocks early, um, was finding maximums of fun. There were so many in the opening couple of legs between the two. Um took forever to see that, that seventh finally go in, but um, we've, we've seen six maximums very early on in the match. Um, Whitlock looked composed. He looked like the Whitlock that we were used to of a couple of years back of seeing him on a big stage take out somebody who isn't ranked as near, anywhere near as high as him and, and moving through the gears. Right? He finished with an 89 average, um, 10 from 29 a on doubles, one from three-ish. So... It's a steady performance, need to score a little bit better in the next round, certainly. Um, But yeah, I mean, a lot of us didn't give Whitlock that that hope tonight because Joyce was in the better form after winning the Summer Series event, but he just couldn't live with him up there.
0: I think what I find amazing is his stat from Carl Fletcher. If you don't know him, by the way, uh, ladies and gentlemen, check him out on Twitter because he is unbelievable when it comes to stat work. But here's a stat for you. When Whitlock got a treble with his first dart, he averaged 137.91. That is ridiculous scoring power from the Wizard. It's absolutely unbelievable. When he got a treble, he would automatically normally follow it up with the second treble minimum. And, of course, in that start as well, he had six 180s in the first five legs. We thought for a second, we're going to go, hang on a minute. It's all going to go 180 for fun, scoring power for fun. Tired off towards the end, but a comfortable win for Whitlock 10-4. Um, and, and in the end, like I say... He needs a big match play because he's in danger of dropping out of the top 16. We couldn't believe ourselves that he was still in the top 16, to be fair. Let's be honest with you, because he's been going so under the radar. And it's a really big step here, but also as well for Ryan Joyce. He had that summer series win and he couldn't quite back it up there on the main stage. I wonder if it had been in a a different environment, if it had been in Blackpool, whether he might have been a bit better. It might have been a bit better for him. I don't know.
2: Possibly, there's a, there's a chance the crowd might have given him a bit of a lift, but we haven't really seen Joyce deliver on a P.D. stage in front of a crowd elsewhere. A couple of okay runs at the Worlds, but it's nothing exceptional, do you know. What I mean, from a player that's yeah. now picked up a PDC title. Um, as for Whitlock, this is how he's still in the top 16. He, he picks up first round and second round wins at majors, and then he struggles when we get to a seeded. He, he might knock one out here and there. He'll do okay on the floor. He, he qualifies for nearly every Euro tour and he just keeps himself, he just accumulates money. He doesn't go on any sort of berserk run. He doesn't have to defend masses because he just goes steady, 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 steady and keeps plodding along. So yeah, he is at risk of dropping out um, and we'll get onto his opponent in the next round shortly. But it's, it's a good start. It's a good start for the Wizards.
0: It certainly is let's hear from him now he's talking to Phil Bars in the bubble
3: Simon congratulations offering running this year's Betfred World match play a fairly comprehensive victory over Ryan Joyce you must be over the moon with that yeah
4: you know what I'm really happy with that I mean Ryan's just come off a big win during the summer series and he is a class player we've had some ding dong battles over the last couple of years and it's good to get one over him Event the Summer Series and the draw was done, were you thinking, uh, my luck to draw one of the in horses? Well, not really, I mean, everybody's playing amazing darts, you know, I just went, yeah, okay, I've got Ryan again, we're like, I think we played about six times, we like three each, I thought, yeah, it's going to be a 50-50 game. Well, I'm the special tournaments on the calendar, was it like up there being in Milton Keynes, being in Glenpool, no fans, the difficult ones are just... Well, you know what? Not really. I just pretended I was at Blackpool. I, I pretended it was hot up there. It was quite warm, but not, nowhere near like Blackpool. But I felt good. I just tried to use the crowd, the imaginary crowd, to my advantage. Great noise at the BBC, I and mean, did that help you as well? So it's not the same mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. You know, it actually felt like we're in front of a crowd, and I pretended I was, so it felt the same.
3: Look down for yourself before. Down, we saw the tendonitis,
4: we saw your arm constantly strapped mm-hmm. and now it looks as good as new. Would that come at a good time for you? Yeah, I mean, the, the break was amazing. I, I, all I did was work out, walk my dog and stuff and just try and keep fit, eat healthy. I've lost a few pounds but I've gained a few in muscle. Even though I probably, probably look the same in those, but I feel better and I know I'm fitter. There were signs of the Summer Series that your game is approaching what it used to be
3: in next. How much more do you
4: think you're going to have to put on if it is Michael? Yeah, you know what? If I just throw what I did on the weekend, like 100 plus averages, and I'm going to give him a game, you know. I'm not scared of Michael, I know he's the best player on the planet, but I'll just play my game and hopefully I'll give him a really good match. Thank you very much. No worries, cheers. recently as well, and he's, he's turned me over and one one
5: each. but yeah,
4: absolute class play, I just knew I had to get in front, and play from there. We saw you feeding off
5: the, the imaginary crowd,
4: <laughs> yeah.
5: we, were actually able to
6: feed
4: off that I was actually, yeah, because I just put my, my mind in that I was at Blackpool, and I was trying to feed off the crowd, even though it's imaginary, I still tried to put myself in that frame of mind that I was there. needed a rest and I had a really good rest for a couple of months and just tried to stay healthy and, and get fit and obviously it's paying off for me now because I feel great no worries thank you
2: Okay moving on to game two then and what game it was, this is arguably the game of the night in my opinion quite comfortably um, Christoph beat beating Jermaine Matamana 10-4 um, the Polish Eagle has landed Uh, 107 average. Um, He just looked at home up there, didn't
0: he? He did. I I thought, to be honest with you, the... The game itself was possibly, I don't know, the tone was set in that first leg. When Jermaine to take out a one eighteen checkout to go and win the first leg. And then Rutajski responded with a 1-3-2 out. I thought that was unbelievable. Both of them pinging in a ton plus checkout straight away. Absolutely superb. And then he goes and wins it in 17 dart hold. Okay, fair enough. Then he goes and goes an 11 dart break of throw to Rutajski with a 4-1 lead. Uh, he's going into that first session, he's averaging 108 then after five less. To keep that basically at 107, 108 throughout the entire game was unbelievable from the Polish Eagle. And to be fair to Watson, he didn't play badly, did he? He was averaging 95 throughout the game. You know, he, was, he actually hit four for four on the checkouts, like he was 100% on the checkouts. So he doesn't like his play badly. It's just that Rtaisky, I think for the first time really on television, has really come through a big test. And like he's going to get a chance at Rock Cross again, potentially, or Gabriel Clements, which would be huge for him.
2: Yeah, I think it's a massive result for Rutarski, um, finally delivering on, on what we've been building him up to be over, over the last 18 months. Um, quick final word on Jermaine. Normally, we'd sit here and tell you that if you can average high 90s and you're 50% on doubles, you've got a good chance to win at a game. The man was high 90s and 100% on the doubles at one point, and he wasn't even in sight. Um, no, absolutely. So it, it, it's, it's, again, it's, it's a bit unlucky for Jermaine, and we keep saying he will get a run at a major eventually, um, but he just ran into the performance of the night from one of the most informed players in wild darts right now, in Christopher Tysk.
0: Certainly did. And like I say about Bottomini, you know, you've always said sometimes you just have to just shake the man's hand and play so you play better than me. And you absolutely blitzed it. And he did, to be fair to
5: Jermaine.
0: He was very, very, uh, very, very gracious in defeat, as he always is. But Rotaisky looks looks a million dollars and as I said on the previous show I said I want it now I want him to I want him to perform and he has come back and performed and that's a crucial thing for Christoph Rataysky. He was very very pleased as you would expect when he talked to Phil after his win. Christoph congratulations
5: stunning performance you must be able- Series here last week helped you prepare. I think for sure, yeah, it it was uh, very helped me this this last weekend uh, to prepare for this tournament.
0: Game three then on night one of the Betfred World match play. If we ever gave an award gob for strange game of the night, this definitely has to be up there. Because it looked for all the world, particularly after four legs, that James Wade was going to go on a mental one, averaging 113, four for four on the checkouts. And Keegan Brown was like, Haha, nope. Uh, it was a very topsy-turvy game, this. But your hero's through, mate. <laughs>
2: He got away with it in the end in the same fashion that he always gets away with it. And He, he was clinical when it mattered most on the outer ring. Um, fantastic performance from Keegan Brown. Not the first time we've, we've seen him put a seed under pressure. And at one point I thought, this is it. This this is kit for, for James. Um, he, he should have put it away a lot earlier or at least tried to keep Keegan out of the match for a, a bit longer. Um, I thought... From nine seven to James when Keegan got it back to nine nine at that point i I didn't think James had it in him um the, the, the double eight, I think it was for ten ten not his favorite side we'll We'll try and avoid that like the plague um was huge, and then to win the next two because obviously you have to win by two clear was was a good performance for james um he's never lost in the first round of the world match play before. I can't see it changing anytime soon. The man loves the event no matter where it is. Um, and again, we'll get onto his opponent in a minute, but after performances tonight, that opens it up a little bit for a for way to to go a little bit deeper again, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll come on to that in a second. I'll give you the story of the game, by the way, if you weren't watching. Brown got it back to 5 4, won 5 straight legs, got it back to 5 all as we got through the interval. Brilliant, real hold of throw, real tough game, real pretty game. When Wade got to 8-7 in the break of throw, I did think that was the game, to be brutally honest. And uh, like you say, when he got to 9-7, he had double 14 for the match. Didn't quite get it. It was very, very close. And it got back to 9-0. But I think the moment, again, you, what has Rod Harrington always said on Sky for the best part of 2025 20, years? Do not miss the big number. Keegan Brown missed it twice. And Ke- uh, in, in, in the leg obviously made it to 8-7. And then obviously... Um, with uh, with with the game at 1110 as well, miss a big 20 to give him a shot at double 16. Wade then goes and pings double, uh, 67 on double eight as you say to go and then eventually win the game 1210 and get through to his to round two. It was a strange game as I say. But again, it just felt for me that Keegan... That's why I said in the previous show that I wanted to play Keegan Brown if I'm a seed. Now, don't get me wrong, he put in a really good performance. But once again, apart from that World Youth, fight, the World Youth Championship, have we ever seen him do brilliant stuff on the TV? I can't think of anything that screams off the top of my head.
2: We've seen him put big performances in without having a big tournament. Um, or even getting the result to be honest he's been a part of good games without being the victor on the other side of that and and that's what needs to change in his game obviously he does still work so perhaps to Mm. do so maybe he'd have to look at doing it full-time but that is quite a big commitment um as, as a lot of players can imagine so um He's sort of in limbo at the minute right now. Keegan Brown, I think, where he needs to go on a run, needs to go on a big one. But we say that about a lot of players at the minute. They can't all win all the time.
0: No, um, very, very true.
2: But he has to take his chance when it is his time to win. Quickly um, before we hear, have to wait for that moment.
0: Quickly before we hear from uh, from Wadey, were you surprised yourself that he didn't perform brilliantly after winning day four of the Summer Series?
5: Um.
2: Well, I don't know, like you said, he came flying out the blocks, was 4-0 up and was performing really, really well. So um, I think he'd be thankful he's been tested. I think his route to go deep in this tournament only gets more difficult. So a performance like that from Keegan to push him all the way, um, he's had more time off on that stage than anybody else right now, which, which is an, maybe an advantage. He's used to that atmosphere, used to that environment a bit more now. Um, and yeah, he's seen that he can, he can throw good darts. He just needs to have that mentality to, to keep doing so after all the intervals because he quite clearly didn't today. So he just needs to handle those breaks a little bit better and see how far he can go.
0: Interesting start ahead before here before we get figure from Wadey that he's now won his last games of the world match play that he's won. They've all gone to extra legs. An amazing game against Jeffrey Desvarnes in the first round. Uh, last year, B. Mensal Sudovic, uh, obviously in extra legs uh, the, uh, in round two before losing in the quarter to Glen Duran. And now he has won in extra legs this time against Keegan Brown. Here he is talking in his press conference afterwards.
3: James, many congratulations. You're over the first round hurdle. You bet for a world match play. Did
6: you make it harder than what it should have been? I believe so, yeah. yeah I, th- I think it should have been over and done with a lot quicker. But to be fair, Keegan showed Keegan some brass balls there, to be fair and um, he he played well at times that I didn't need him to so you know Did a man of your experience and
3: calibre make the final mistake of switching off when you were in cruise control and
6: dominating the game? Yes and no yes and no yes and no I think if I'd have got over and done with quickly it should have been a lot quicker but as you say um, my experience got me a little bit excited and um, I made a long haul and um, to be fair I, I think Keegan felt there my experience and um, how good I can be um, nothing's to performance but you know he felt I've got no fear of anyone
3: what was it like playing in front of the Ooh. official crowd noise everything like that for a man that's played on the biggest stage of all how did you find that and what was it like as an experience
6: like going back to play school and having a first fight <laughs> that's that's the perfect perfect way I ex- uh, uh, um, explain it Um it was really, really weird, you know, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I believe it was my first day at school, and um, yeah. as I say, it was my first day at school, you know, when um, I perhaps got bullied by the um, the local kid, and um, yeah, I won, and I did then as well. As well, the champions all over there, what was it like seeing your face up there on that champions all of great match
3: play champions? Irrelevant. Really? Second biggest ranking
6: event to win? Irrelevant. You know, I lost in six six or seven finals, you know. I probably should have won two of them, maybe three of them. Um, I've seen other players win lesser titles. Um, Yeah, so.
2: Okay, match number four and the world number one enters the setting. Uh, 10-7 victory over Brennan Dolan, which is probably a little bit closer in score on than many expected from the world number one. But wasn't that great to watch, in my opinion?
0: Um, without wishing to be candid it was Crab um, from the pair of them and I, 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 both both of them have said it after the game so I'm just going with what they've said I <laughs> can just say that now yeah. before anybody thinks I hate Michael Van Gerwen or Brendan Dolan which I don't my, my biggest thing about this game was the fact that Brendan Dolan could have been 9-1 up after the first two sessions same way that Jason Lowe could have whitewashed Michael Van Gerwen after the UK Open at the UK Open and he didn't and Brendan Doden didn't. He missed too many chances in that first session to take the game to the world number one. If you go off on that stage four one up rather than four one down, the the world number one is thinking, "What the hell is going on here?" If you're going off nine one rather than at five all, again the the world number one is thinking, "What the hell is going on here?" I thought the one two eight checkout to get it back to five all was mint.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: I thought I thought the seven when he got back to seven all after MBG missed uh, four for eight six. I thought, "Here we go. Here's the moment. This is a big moment." But in that next leg, he was absolutely nowhere when MBG took out on thirteen dark break, and you can't be like that when you've just broken the one and one, you've got it back to seven all. With it's basically, essentially, it's the best of five legs really at that point. I know yeah. you obviously good tie, tie breaks and all that sort of stuff, but I'm saying this. But the one and one's averaged a hundred, and we're still playing he played crap, just like you said. I, I don't. It, it's Phil Taylor esque, isn't it? At this point.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He, he winning early rounds with minimal amount of effort and it's still scarily good on the stat sheet. Um, like you said, not, not the best game viewer wise. Um, he's got more in the tank, I think a uh, quick word on Dolan. Good year last year, picked up a couple of pro tours. Um, don't quite think he's the player he was about a decade ago where you would have seen him in the last stages of this sort of event, um, clinical on pro tours and that sort of thing. And I just think that, the lack of confidence in his own game, perhaps at the minute, is why that he wasn't taking out those chances early doors against Marco van Gerwen. But we've said it once and we'll say it God knows how many times that was a chance.
0: It was a chance. I said this about Dolan, right? Both of them carved out 26 chances at a double. MVG hits 10, Dolan hits 7. Hence the reason why they win 10-7. Yeah. And, and like I say, this is a moment where you have to take out the and one because he was rubbish tonight. And he even says By said
2: his himself, own standards. By his own standards, he, yeah. wasn't, he averaged <laughs> hundred. It's not it's not rubbish, but like, by I'm his saying. own bi- standards.
0: If, if I was averaging a hundred, I would not call it rubbish. But Michael Van Gervin calls it rubbish and he said it was different. He said it was he said he got annoyed at himself a lot uh, in his interview with Phil afterwards.
3: Michael, many congratulations. Thank you through to the second round of the Betfred World match play, survived a scare. Are you more annoyed with yourself than anything?
1: Yeah, of course, because I said to myself, uh, one thing I was not planning to do is annoy myself over his game because he's not the most pleasant player to play against. And probably 95 of the percent of the field will admit that to me. But you, then you want to do better, you want to do well. And for some reason, I was struggling too much today. And uh, uh, of course, sometimes that happens as well. But it has to be better in uh, in, in the next few days. Simple we saw
3: up there you were almost fighting with yourself on stage weren't you especially in the first couple of sessions we could see you very emotional
1: up there what were you saying to yourself I was say just keep calm but it's difficult to say it's difficult it's very new circumstances for everyone it's difficult to handle but at the end of the day it's, it's the problem of everyone and you all got the same problems and yeah, you still have to do it and I'm really glad I still nearly managed. I don't know how uh, 100 average nearly so uh, I, on that side I can't really complain but uh, yeah, I demand more of myself, simple.
3: Is that the, the potential one chance you've given the film to beat you? and They, you haven't, they haven't taken it?
1: But he didn't have a chance to beat me. No,
3: but in terms of your performance, because... Yeah,
1: yeah, but you always need to do the, just enough, that's enough. James Wade always teaches me, he, he won a million games like that, so, nah, I want to do better. I want to dominate games, I want to show everyone who's the best on, on the stage, continue, and not only a few legs.
3: Was it like playing with the artificial noise being in there and everything? Was that yeah, it's very, was it right? it's very
1: different. It's very different, but it, what I said, it's, it's a problem what everyone got. And you just need to make sure you handle it as good as possible. And uh, well, yeah, it wasn't bad, but it, it was weird, weird to play. And it's, it's just one of them things, but you get used to it. It wasn't annoying me or it wasn't annoying other players. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to choosing
3: Everyone talks about
1: records in darts. Your record here
3: in this very arena is absolutely exceptional. Is it? It's alright. You've done
1: yeah. alright here. <laughs> yeah, I won a few tournaments here. I won a few miles and a few <laughs> other tournaments. So I can't really complain. But yeah, it's, I'm looking forward to our next game. And of course, the pressure will be on me again. But I have to handle it. Make sure I keep putting pressure on them. Can I just quickly ask you about the
5: Obviously win two
1: events there. Yeah. Would you have liked to like to have more events in the
5: series? Yeah, I would have won uh won five. You You're a little disappointed
1: maybe you didn't? Yeah, very disappointed. I only won two instead of five. Ah <laughs> uh, my goal was winning five. But uh, when you only win two you have to be very disappointed. Mm-hmm. Do you think
6: the fear factor remains for the other players no. and even if you win the Do you think the fear factor maybe remains for those remote- the rest of the
1: no, uh, I think uh, they have me in the pocket now because I only won two tournaments.
0: Final game of the night then and another strange one. As Van Goen takes on Simon Whitlock in round two, James Wade will face the flying Scotsman Gary Anderson. Not necessarily a bombshell, but the way that he played, certainly for the first 10 legs, might have been.
2: Yeah, I genuinely feared for Gary's progression in this tournament and the fact that he's, he's defending prize money as champion from two years ago um, wasn't the best start from Gary. Um, who knows what was going through his head at that point. We're, we're aware that Gary very much enjoys a pace of play that is far quicker than what Justin Pipe will play at. Um, it's not to say Justin Pipe does anything wrong, it's just how Gary feels more comfortable on the stage. You, you can see it visibly frustrates him being slow and not being able to get into his rhythm, um, and I, I just don't think that helped. Obviously, it's a new environment. It took both players a bit longer to settle than perhaps it did others in other games. Um, but once Gary found was was comfortable on that stage, he became Gary again and, and moved somewhat through the gears. Still plenty in the tank. Still plenty for him to do. But at that point, he, he just took the game away from Justin and. and Put himself in the
0: next round. Two big moments I thought personally was when after the first session when it went to 3 uh, 2 with that 1 2 2 finish on the ball uh, from Pipe, I thought was absolute magical, was absolute mm-hmm. class. And I thought as well that when Pipe got it back to 5 all after Ando missed double top for 6 4, I did feel, like you say there, but I think the key turning point there was the Shanghai finish on tops 1 20 out, mm-hmm. Pipe missing three at double 16. I guess in in a way class shines through, but the the most disappointing moment of the night for me, just in pipe not coming out to can you feel the force by the real thing. I was so looking forward to that, and I'm gutted about that. A
2: few walk on changes tonight as well. Mr. Vartasky mixing it up a bit, like, like not on, on the Wenger bus anymore.
0: I'm fuming about that. Absolutely awful. Who, who uh, wouldn't uh, want to be on the Wenger bus? Oh, definitely.
3: Why would anybody saw, not
2: want to be? Able I to think saw of this? Mr. Evans is changing his walk-on music as well for later on in the week. So who knows what he's going to come up with? Um, but yeah, all change. But uh, yeah, back back to this performance. We're not going to sit here and tell everybody how Gary Henderson is the next best thing since sliced bread. Um, we know what he's capable of. Um, he knows what he's capable of. It's whether he can deliver that in the next round and, and beyond that.
0: Also, quickly, before we move on to the Gary interview that, that Phil did, a quick question about Pipe. Obviously, he would have been a bit gutted about uh, about losing tonight. But I think as well, at the end of the day, it's 10 grand on his ranking, which could be the difference between him holding his tour card at the end of the year. And also, as well, thinking about it, you know, he's had tendonitis in his arm. He's, he's struggling a little bit. But to pick up 10 grand and still play reasonably well, like he didn't, didn't disgrace himself tonight up on that stage
2: yeah you're never going to pull out of this event because of the, the amount of prize money it holds for you um he rested up uh missed a couple of the summer series for it fair play to me steady performance nothing spectacular but like you said it could be the difference between him keeping his tour card and losing it at the end of the year um a couple of weeks now to rest up before we're back playing darts again i think maybe for him um, and, and see what he can do to push his way into the next major event whenever that may be at the minute. One
0: well, man who definitely will be in the next major event is Gary Anderson, who will also be in round two playing against James Wade and Phil caught up with
7: him after his win tonight.
3: Gary, congratulations Three to round number two of the Betfred World match play. It wasn't straightforward up there
7: though, was it? No, it was, no it, was, it was weird, you know. Well, I've said that a few times this month, uh, well, last couple of months, you know. but then the tonight thing, trying to play with Nobody in front of you, nobody sh- well, shouting out score-wise, and uh, yeah, definitely different,
3: different. You seem to be fighting with yourself up there at times, and especially at the end of the first break. What was going on through your head, because it looked like you were ticking at the time. Yeah,
7: you usually can swear and get away with it, because nobody can hear you. <laughs> you know, it's a bit bit quieter up there, but nah, it's uh, it's, it's, it's different. You know, we're, we're used to a bit of banter, you know, you have the, the crowds that would want Justin to win, the crowds that would want me to win, and you get a bit of, b- bit of aggro in the crowd, you know, which is a bit different, but... Nah, it's a bit strange, you know, but we got there at the end.
3: You've seen most things in darts. What was it like with the artificial noise being pumped into the arena to give it some atmosphere?
7: I struggled with You know, but when these, I don't know if, you know, him across here's yapping and I'm talking to you, I can't, I can't hear what you're saying because he's giving it big licks, you know, but, uh, no, it was weird, you know, it was, yeah, but, ah, listen, we've got to get on with it. The darts is on, that's all that matters.
3: We heard you say it's not Blackpool. Are you a bit of a creature of habit then? Would you like to know tournaments where they should be and everything like
7: that? Yeah, like I said, Blackpool's not one of my favourite ones. No one have I've seen it many years, but, you know, match play, Blackpool. Grand Slam, Wolverhampton, Alley Pally, World Championships, you know, that's that's the home of the darts. That, that's where the tournament should be played, you know, but like I say, we're kind of in trouble now with what's been going on, so... Listen, we're playing darts... You know, the PDC's done a lot of work to get us to play that, so, you know, we've got to be grateful we're still playing. Coming into the tournament, there's
3: been a lot of talk around Michael Van Gogh and Peter Wright. Do you like the fact that you're just
7: going under the radar this time a little bit? Past caring. To be honest, don't give a monkeys. Really don't give a monkeys. You know, I'm getting to the stage now. I've enjoyed it. Do I still enjoy it? Yes, or I wouldn't be here. Is uh, the heart 100%? Maybe not. But uh, that's the way it goes. You know, it's... uh, I'm going to do this time 55, 60. No, that's 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 the easy way to cancel it for. I ain't going to spend the rest of my life living in hotels and playing darts. You know, I've got, I've got things to do. I've got a young family. I've got to do things with them. You know, I'm not just going to come here and play darts for the next 12 months, every year for the next 10 years. It ain't going to happen. So, yeah, we'll see what happens.
3: It's a familiar foe in round two in James Wade. Is there enough
7: left in the Gary Anderson locker? <laughs> don't know, I might wake up, i probably go back to sleep, I don't know, but we uh, they really played well, you know, so, like I say, you know what you're going to get with James, give him a sniff and he'll take it out, but, uh, yeah, nah, we'll see what happens. Got a couple of days I might get a bit of shopping now that we're allowed out, hit a Costa or two Wagamamas, and, uh, yeah, see what Tuesday brings. Gary,
3: pleasure as always, mate,
7: thank you. Thank you for all.
3: Just one from me, Gary. If that's all right. Uh, just, no. touching on the, <laughs> just, just touching on the just uh, on the the summer series. We saw you have some some huge
7: averages and lose. What what was the what well, was it I, like for you? I played. My scoring was absolutely fantastic. Absolutely, the the whole four or five days that we played. My scoring was finishing absolutely dreadful. I mean, it wasn't even no. Can't actually see it on camera how bad it was, but it was absolutely rotten, rotten scoring wise. Yeah absolutely through the roof, you know, finishing, couldn't have had a double to save my life. And uh, yeah, there was, I think there was one game I had 49 darts and hit two doubles, double 10. That was the cul- culprit, you know, but uh, nah, it, it was good, like I say. It was, uh, it was strange coming back, getting locked into your room for five days, but coming back and play it, Some of the players struggled, to be honest, with the, the situation, but listen, without playing darts and that's, that's all that counts.
3: Do you think it's
7: a positive that you got five days in Milton Keynes so get used to the surroundings Yeah, five and days and then ten days if you're lucky enough
6: and then we're back for six days or seven days, <laughs> yeah,
7: might as well buy a house, we might as well move here, it'd be cheaper.
6: Which <laughs> plans for the next few days, then a couple of days up until January?
7: I might go home, <laughs> if it causes any trouble, are we going home? No, I'll stay here, do a bit of shopping, at Milton Keynes and Waggers. <laughs> He's having a heart
2: attack.
0: Just that, So there we are then, Gary Anderson talking through his victory against Justin Pipe, the last man through on day one of the Betfred World Match Play, and look who's joined us, gob over here from the bubble in Milton Keynes. Phil Bars is here. Hello. Good evening, gentlemen. How are we? Oh, wow. I tell you what, it's been a bit of a mad day, hasn't it, really? I mean, what has it been like for you, obviously, over the last 24 hours? Because you have been in the bubble for us tonight. You've got all the interviews that we've already played out here on the Match Play Daily. More importantly, was it like, I don't know, the feeling of getting that letter uh, from Hogwarts or something like that, you know, from saying that you're a wizard when you've got that negative COVID test uh, this morning?
3: You're a wizard, Philip. <laughs> um, no, it, it was um... You're negative, Philip. <laughs> It was strange. So, arrived yesterday around three, half three. Um, got here slightly early. My test wasn't meant to be till five. Got in. The test, not that pleasant, by the way, I have to say. But it has to be done. Um, so, I was in my room for about half four yesterday. Now, obviously, you can't leave your room, as everyone knows, until that comes back. Last night was fine because you had TV. I had work to be doing, prepping for today and everything like that. It was this morning. So you get delivered breakfast to your room this morning because you can't leave, obviously, until your results. So they, they knock on the door, room service, and leave you a nice little bag outside. And it was from about half nine until it was about half 12 that I got the clear. That was a weird time because you're like, I don't know what to do here. Um Daytime TV is not very good. Um, all my prep's done. So it was it was kind of strange, but then, yeah, to get the good news, you're tested negative, was a weirdly good feeling. It's like, I'll <laughs> be fine, and then it's like, oh, yes, I'm negative. It was, yeah, it, it was interesting.
2: I guess it's one of them where you know there's absolutely nothing wrong with you, but until that bit of paper tells you you're absolutely yeah, fine, you're like, hang on, what happens if not? Well, yeah, because obviously you hear people that have tested positive
3: for COVID-19 that have had no symptoms. So the longer it goes, you're thinking, is there a problem with mine? Have I got it? And don't know. And then, but yeah, the the, the minute you get the negative, I'm going to the match play. It's just like an overwhelming feeling of joy.
0: Speaking of that, like obviously, it, it was massively different on Sky, on Sky tonight for us here in the UK, obviously, well, well, while watching it through the PDC's broadcast partners. But I'll tell you something, the PTC did an unbelievable job. It felt like fans were in the venue, the video wall worked really well, and I liked that, um, that, that, that Betford World match play banner that they had across, like sort with the coming next, the advertising that they do on there. It looked and felt like a real, proper night of the match play that we all know and love.
3: Yeah, I, none of us knew what to expect. Is, is the thing, we were going, we've heard Uncharted use so much over the last four months, but it really was, we were going there not knowing what was going to happen. We all know, we normally go to the Winter Gardens, we got the beautiful Empress Ballroom job done. But tonight, it was like, so, normally we can blag it a little bit and get into the venue a couple of hours early. No, not, not now, obviously. So, I'm quite lucky when my room, I've got to go down about four flights of stairs, go in, and there's like a little reception area where you have your temperature tested, going in, recorded, and everything like that. You're giving your, giving your wristband. I haven't taken mine off yet. And then you go in and the media room was social distance as well. Normally there's two or three of us on a desk. Uh, we had our own desk each. So and everything like that. And Dave was like, this is your desk for the week. So don't chop and change desks." So they've really ticked every box in terms of, of that. It's all zoned up. There's a PDC zone, there's a sky zone and you can't cross boundaries, or in Ghostbusters, never cross the streams. We all know what happened <laughs> when we did. <laughs> um, but then when you, you, when you look out over the balcony, obviously you guys have been to Milton Keynes, um, and to not see rows and rows of t- chairs and tables, it's like, ah, okay. Um, but in terms of the actual event, people, the people don't know when we're in the press room. We don't actually see a lot of the arena, do we? No. So, watching watching it on the TV, the stats, and listening to it, it sounded like a normal event. So, from that side of it, Matt Porter, Barry Hearn, and all the PDC guys absolutely nailed it. It was spot on. I don't know what it came across like on TV, but from certainly being in the venue, they got it absolutely nailed.
2: I think it's the same as what they've done all summer. They, the, the PDC have got things right. Sky have nailed the production on this. I think it, it looked professional. Um, what I want to ask is, how much do you think the crowd noise is, is they needed? And, like, did it work? Because it, it felt, at 99% of the time that I was watching, that there genuinely was a crowd there, I think, with the, with the fan noise. It's not as easy as perhaps some of the football crowd noise has been because that's off the simulator that they use for the games consoles and obviously that doesn't exist in Darts. But actually, I thought it went pretty well.
3: Yeah, no, I thought it worked really well. And I think the players, listened to them, The first session, they were a little bit, what's this? But they grew into it, I think, and then appreciated that it was better than no noise because then in that big arena, you'd hear every little scrape or scratch of someone moving a chair because obviously there's still production, there's there's still live work going on that people don't see because the cameras are on the stage. So, yeah, I think it brought something to it and I think it was better than having none.
0: Absolutely. So let's move on, off from what happens. Uh, sorry, what, what, it's been like a, an experience because we'll get across that throughout the whole week. I want to touch on tonight, if I may, and ask you, what do you think your performance of the night was? I mean, we've we'll probably, have, we, we probably have said, and we've said all the time, and I think you'll agree with us, that Christopher Wotowski's 107.5 was absolutely magical stuff. Uh, yeah, Wotowski
3: was mint all game. Absolutely mint. What I mean, I played really well, but that's what I overlooked mm. a little bit. Due to the fact that how well Rytinski played. Now, my question is, can he back it up? Because we've seen him do this before. At yeah. Minehead, I can't remember if it was the Players or the UK Open, but he had a blistering game and then couldn't back it up on TV the next game. So, I'm not, not trying to rule him out or anything like here, but to go from where he is into that next bracket, these TV performances can't be one-offs. You need to yeah. do it again and again and again. If he does, then there's issues for other players because he's going to do some serious damage. Um, and tonight, he was just magnificent.
2: Definitely agree. It's sort of what we saw Gezi Price do over the over the summer series. He'd fire in an absolute monster average and then fall off a cliff on the next one. And we've seen Kristoff yeah. do that a couple of times, a couple of TV events, some, maybe some of the Euro tours as well, and it's now about him, him backing it up. Um, Person you're most disappointed with tonight of the ten? Um...
3: Probably Gary Anderson. But then when you listen to him afterwards, when he says, well, I haven't picked the dart up since the summer series, and then that doesn't, genuinely doesn't surprise me either.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, But you you, you could see that Gary Anderson of three years ago could have done that. He could have gone those big gaps, not picked up a dart. However, he's approaching 50. Things don't come as easy as what they used to. Um, And dare I say it, unless he changes, I fear for him. Because everyone else is putting in more and more work and ability will only get you so far, is is the thing. That you need to, even if you're immensely talented, you need to work at it. I'm I'm not sure he is right now.
2: Do Do you think that's complacency or do you think that's like we saw with Phil when it got towards the end and there's just genuinely a lack of motivation?
3: Um, no, I, I don't think it's a, a, a lack of complacency. I just think Gary Anderson has got other things in his life. He says it, in obviously, in the interview that you guys have played out. Do I still enjoy it? Yes, I, was, I wouldn't be here. Is the heart 100%? No. And that says it all. But yeah. Yes, he is enjoying it. But the opening it admits the heart isn't 100% behind this. He's got a young family at home. Enjoy spending time with Rachel and the kids. 50 years old, he's earned the right to... To do it probably, um, but unless, like I say, unless that changes, it could be worrying times for Gary Anderson fans that he might not be on our TVs for too much longer.
0: Gob's, uh, Gob's currently uh, trying to hold back the tears, I'm sure, as a lot of other players are, <laughs> as well a lot of fans are as well, indeed. Uh, final question, Phil, before we let you go and uh, get yourself back off to your hotel room. Get yourselves a nice sleep because we need to make sure that you're ready for us for the bubble tomorrow. What? Speaking of tomorrow, there's no doubt that on paper, this is probably the best night of round one of the match play. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Is there a tie of the night there? Because there is one in my head, but I'm pretty sure you'll probably agree with me on this.
3: Uh, there is, but before we come back, one more on tonight. That MVG is very much back with a fear factor as well, and I say this because everyone's slamming him and slating him for an awful performance.
0: Yet he averaged 99. Well, That's here's a, Taylor-esque. Here's a question for you. Then I, I was, was going didn't know we would touch on MVG, but let's touch on it because we were talking about this and saying that you know Dolan should have been probably nine-one up after the ten legs because he had a couple of chances to be, to go to four-nil. There's no doubt about that, and he had chances to win all five legs in that second session it was similar I said to Cobb earlier that it was the Jason Lowe game at the UK Open where he got got away with it without playing his best Is that that game where you have to take him out otherwise he's going to go on and win the tournament as we predicted last week on on our preview show
3: I think he's given the field the one chance they might get and Mm. he, he was awful but he still averaged nearly a ton playing awful that's worrying for everyone else yeah that he's no, he, he was probably in third gear if you're grailing him C and he's still averaging nearly a ton. That's, for me, that is massively, massively worrying for everyone else.
0: Like I say, looking ahead to tomorrow though, obviously got the world champion in action, we've got the defending champion in action, we've got Michael Smith in action, Gabriel Clements, we've got Jose D'Souza, we've got Menzel Sudovic, Jamie Hughes, like I say, Gabe Clements, Johnny Clayton, the list goes on and on and on with the players that we've got on that stage tomorrow night. It could be one special session.
3: That's an absolute mint night. Let's not get away from that. Um, the obvious, everyone will jump off the page. Peter Wright against Ritowski, um, against uh, Jose de Souza, Unbelievable game, yes. But we know that's going to be unbelievable. Um, for the last week, Jose has been absolutely battering Jermaine and Watamina off the board as well, by the way. Um, they both stayed over here. They didn't go home after the summer series they've been at it every night and apparently Jose has been absolutely on it. So that could be special as we said in the preview show. I really like the look of there's, there's two two games apart from the obvious one. I really like the, the Glenn Durant, Jeffrey one game. Just clash of styles. Clash of absolutely. styles more than anything. And if you're Duzzer, you slow him down. Let's let's not beat around the bush. <laughs> you take that extra, extra second longer and everyone will say oh it's not right. Yes it is. It's not cheating. It's just part of game. It's that little bit of advantage, like when goalkeepers and penalty takers have a little bit of each other, it's the same as that. There's a line in the sand that does cross between gamesmanship and cheating, but this isn't. So I'm looking forward to that one. And the one that I think is going to go under the radar, I'm looking forward to Michael Smith against Johnny Clayton. Um, but I say that because Clayton had a fantastic summer series and Smith didn't. However, if they turn up, both turn up, it'll be an absolute belter. And I revert to type the Premier League game in Cardiff, where Michael Smith was unplayable. So there's so many narratives to this game, and I can't wait. I, and yes, I think Wright and De Sosa will still the show, but it's that Smith Clayton game that I'm really looking forward to.
0: Well, it's going to come on last on, isn't it? It's going to come last on on the night after, that host, uh, after the host of a Sousa against Peter Wright game. We could be in for a very special night at the Bedford World Match Play on day two. We'll, of course, be back with you uh, on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, join us over there. Just search Online Darts on any of those platform providers and make sure, of course, that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Online Darts there. Phil's interviews are going to be up there straight away after every single game. And, of course, so make sure you hit that subscribe button right now if you want to subscribe after watching the Match Play Daily. And if you can't watch the Match Play Daily all the way through, it's absolutely fine we understand you have lives to lead. Uh, you can listen to it right now on Spotify and Google Podcasts, as well as other podcast providers. We are trying to get ourselves an apple. Just stay with us and be patient on that one. Uh, Jack Cobby-Gar, for Bass. thank you very much indeed for joining us. Uh, thanks for the first ever PBT on the Match Play Daily. It's been a pleasure being with you. Enjoy day two after an exciting day one in Milton Keynes. Mm.